Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. Um, tonight, we wanted to um, do a show that I have been wanting to do for a very long time. It's a uh, a sequel, you know, if you will. We actually haven't, uh, over the years, done very many sequels. You know, I kind of like to just do shows that I'm passionate about and just kind of keep it moving. But every so often, there's a topic that I feel uh, requires revisiting. And tonight's topic on cater to you, uh, how to satisfy a man in and or your man in and out of the bedroom. I feel like that's something that, you know, there's a lot of questions about. There's a lot of uncertainty about. Um, it's something that I get asked a lot of, you know, as far as just, you know, what do men want? What are we looking for? You know, there's always the topic of, you know, why men cheat. We talk a lot about infidelity, how to avoid uh, you know, being cheated on and things like that. And so, you know, we want to take a show tonight to just discuss it, you know, from a real perspective, not a, you know, a, an accusatory, you know, in, in that type of way, but in a way that just, you know, we're just having an honest conversation. You know, women always are saying, hey, look, you know, why can't men just be honest? You know, well, we're going to be honest, you know, tonight and, and talk about what exactly men want what are we looking for? What do we feel like we are not receiving? You know what I'm saying? And so uh, it's going to be some fun. Uh, you guys are welcome to call in with any comments or questions or feedback. Or You know, uh, that number is always 646-200-0366. If you have something to contribute to the conversation, hit the number one. You guys are always welcome to listen in online, uh, follow us on social media, discuss on so- social media, hashtag RRTM Real Radio. That matters. My co-host uh, Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, how do you feel about tonight's topic of uh, how to satisfy a man? Now we know. I mean, that's not an issue you struggle with, just because you know you don't actually have a man. But just you know, how do you feel about that, though? Um, I'm I'm excited um, to talk about it definitely. And you know, it's been a while since we've been live, and so you know, whenever we come back after a hiatus, it's guaranteed to be a classic show. So. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, in fact, uh, speaking of which, I think the last time we were live, I believe, was last Friday, I want to say, uh, Keeping It Real Fridays, where we actually talked about the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, in my opinion, just one of those shows that I had really just been itching, you know, to discuss. You know, we talked about the black community. We talked a lot about, um, you know, the, what's going on in politics, which we're going to touch on tonight. Just a lot of stuff that's going on as far as our community, um, what, what matters to us, what should matter to us us, where we stand as far as parenting goes, schooling is concerned, Um, just the whole Black Lives Matter. We talked about black-on-black crime, just violence. We talked about things that, you know, racial racial, uh, issues, uh, race relations here in this country. And so definitely if you missed our last live show, uh, go ahead and check that out in the archives. And then definitely over the last uh, six or seven days, we've been giving you guys some some classic rebroadcast, and so that's how we do it. If you guys are newer listeners, and um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. So um, usually, like we, how we like to start things off is with our "What's Going On in the World" segment. We're gonna, you know, like I said, talk tonight about just uh, you know what's going on in and out of the bedroom, what men are looking for, all that stuff. But there's obviously a lot going on uh, domestically internationally, um, you know, socially. So we just want to touch on some of those uh, topics tonight. And really what I'm sure is on the, the the top of everyone's or, you know, right at the forefront 
of everyone's mind is the uh, terror attack um, yesterday over in Brussels. And so we just want to first and foremost keep those uh, all of those affected, um, you know, by that tragedy in our prayers, you know, in our thoughts, pray for the families, pray for the victims, and um, pray for our, our leaders, as the Bible says to do. I mean, there's just, you know, there's so much, you know, going on out here as far as just the government, you know, our government, other governments, um, you know, you know, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places, you know, if you will. And that, you know, definitely has, plays a, a major part in what's going on around in the world. And so it's just important for us to, you know, pray. It's important for us to read the word as far as, you know, what is going on and as far as what will be going on as we get closer to uh, the, the book of Revelations, which, you know, it's it's all right there. So definitely continue to uh, look at this, not just from a political standpoint, from an international standpoint, but also from a spiritual standpoint. Courtney, I mean, you know, just briefly, I mean, any when you heard about this, this tragedy, um, what went through your mind? What were your thoughts? How do you feel? It's just so sad. I mean, I, I hate to see this tragedy, period. But especially, you know, as of late, it's like constantly, it's like becoming a pattern. And you see innocent people killed and injured. And it, it's just so sad to see, you know, and just to hear that lives were taken. And, you know, so my, my prayers definitely go out to the families of those that were affected by that. I mean, it's just, it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because um, now it's gotten to the point where, I mean, it's been this way really for a while. I don't know if, you know, people have necessarily looked at it like this, you know, from this perspective, but it's been like this for a while, the fact that it's really not safe um, to travel. You know, I mean, you, you hate to say it like that, but, I mean, it's it's really not, you know what I mean, whether it's Paris, whether it's, you know, I mean, literally anywhere, whether it's Africa, whether it's, you know, Brussels, whether it's, you know, Turkey, I mean, Israel, um, wherever you want to go. I mean, there's, there's you know, now we're, we live in a, a society where, you know, terror is, you know, it's it's more, I'm not going to say it's more rampant because it's always going on. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the media's uh, portrayal of what's going on, but it's it's heightened now. You know, the media is spending more time because, you know, there's always been terror attacks that the, the media hasn't necessarily focused on. A lot of stuff been, has been happening, you know, in Africa, um, you know, and, and so now, but it's just like, you know, let's focus on, you know, these attacks, you know, and so um, a lot of it, you know, is a lot of, unfortunately, has to do with media propaganda, uh, instilling fear in the people, pushing certain uh, agendas, you know, like I said, and it's unfortunate, um, for lack of a better term, that lives have to be lost um, and lives that have been lost are being used for uh, political maneuvering and um, I just encourage everyone to to follow the process, um, watch what's going on, and, and keep an open mind and just kind of understand, you know, a lot of things are, that are being not just done but focused on by the media. Look at the the eventual ramifications of those things because uh, it's it's very uh, you know like I said it's very telling. Um, so so there's that. Um, something else that I wanted to talk about this uh, this evening briefly. Um, you know, we, we 
we've seen a lot going on as far as with this, this election and, you know, there's the terror attacks. There's just a lot going on. You know, Courtney, did you hear about Obama, President Obama, going over to uh, Cuba to do some negotiations with the uh, with the, the prime minister over there? No, actually, I haven't heard about that. What's going on with that? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting because he's um he's doing some he's he's over there talking to Cuba. There have there have not been um there, there haven't really been talks with the Cuban government. Um you know, lately as far there's you know this big trade embargo that has been going on for the last, you know, several years and so um basically I don't know, my views on it are a little bit different. I you know, some people look at it as a good thing. I look at it as like you know, I feel like there needs to be some prioritizing. Um, there's, I don't, me personally, I don't think that this, this was the best time for him to take this trip. Um, I feel like, you know, and this is just my opinion, you know, I feel like there have been, there's so much going on. I feel with ISIS, um, Syria, you know, I mean, that, so much stuff going on domestically. I don't feel like this is the right time to start a whole long process with something that hasn't really been touched on for the last 50 or 60 years. You know, and I honestly, you know, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that Barack Obama does that's specifically done to pad his quote-unquote legacy. And I just feel like there needs to be more focus on the things that matter, the things that are pressing to our people. We put too much emphasis on international affairs and not enough attention on domestic affairs. And then, you know, but then at the same time, when it's time for elections, that's when people want to focus on, okay, we're going to do X, Y, and Z here, we're going to do X, Y, and Z there. But then everything shifts to the internationally where the, where the money is. You know what I'm saying? You know, we're t- this whole thing with America, excuse me, with Cuba, American Cuba, that, that's going to open up money. You guys understand that? That's that that there's going to be dollar signs associated with that. You guys, you see what I'm saying? Like when we oh, there's a trade embargo. So when you lift that, what happens? That's a that's a whole bunch of untapped resources there. You understand that? And I wanted to touch on something that Donald Trump said because um, a lot of people aren't really listening. You guys, a lot of people don't understand the process because when you have um, you know, people running for office, when you have people who are soliciting money from corporations, billions, millions of dollars, you know what I'm saying? Like there are favors that are required, um, you know, for that money. Barack Obama back in, you know, eight years ago and four years ago re- has received, you know, more money than anyone running for office in the history of the country. Hillary Clinton is fast on his heels. These people are getting a lot of money. And I posted the link of Donald Trump saying, you know, hey, look, you know, you guys can like me or not, but the reality is I'm funding my own campaign, and when these people are taking this money from these corporations, they 100% control them. He said, I did it from the other side when I was a businessman. He said, I bought and paid for many politicians. And you guys have to understand what that means. All this stuff that you see, go, you know, going on internationally, whether it's the, the war in Iraq, 
whether it's Syria, whether it's this whole Cuba thing, whether it's the health care, you know, Obamacare, this whole uh, just, you know, changing of the, the whole system so that, you know, certain companies will now make billions of dollars from the people. I mean, it's so many things, whether it's these wars, these are favors that are all being paid back. I mean, Bernie Sanders speaks on it routinely. Donald Trump speaks on it. There, I mean, you know, there's certain people who 100% speak on it, and then other people, if you notice, like Hillary Clinton, never speak on it. Why? Because they are the exact people who, who they're talking about. You understand that? And so it's important, again, to just – and I, I posted online, I said that um, – you know, you just, again, it all comes back to media propaganda. You know, when you have certain people, you know, um, preaching a certain message, then you have to, the media, a, a certain message that's not, you know, politically correct, then you're going to have the media demonizing those individuals or, or just not giving them, um, you know, airtime at all. Like if you notice, um, you know, uh, back in the last election, uh, ran, uh, with Ron Paul, Right, he he was saying, "Hey, look, we need to uh, audit the IRS." He said, "The IRS is the most corrupt." I'm sorry, excuse me, not the IRS, the Federal Reserve. He said, "The Federal Reserve is the mo- one of the most corrupt organizations and fraudulent organizations in the history of the world. They're creating fake money. You know what I'm saying? All this money that we're spending, we don't have it." He's like, "Look, where's the audit?" You know, and and you know. Just routinely, Obama and even every every major president has just said, oh, no, we're not doing that. It's not a big deal, but it's 100% true. And so you look at he didn't get a lot of attention from the media. You understand that? And so every time these, these uh, politicians come around, every once in a blue moon, who actually speak to these issues that I've been talking about for years, you see them either demonized or you see them, you know, they just kind of disappear. And so it's kind of like, um, you know, Ben Carson speaks a lot about that stuff. You know, but, you know, the media paints him as, like, this buffoon, this black people call him Uncle Tom. But, you know, if you really listen, these people are really touching on some things that are very, very important and not really talked about a lot. And so I think, you know, and that's really all I want to say. You know, I just just hope people will really see behind the, the propaganda, see behind the agenda. All right? It's very important out here. What else is going on, though? What else is going on? You know, what's going on, Quentin? They, they, they were rumbling up in your, 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 your city, Chicago. Donald Trump came, and we haven't been locked in a few, a few days, but last weekend there were some fights. The guy got sucker punched. Did you, did you see the white, white dude sucker punched the black? You don't, that's something you don't see every day, old, an old white man sucker punching a younger black dude. What's going on in Chicago? Oh, you're talking about the rally where everybody acted crazy? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy out there. And, you know, in Chicago, there is a really high level, um, of disdain, you know, going on, um, politically for Donald Trump. It's just all in all, it's just, it's a lot of corruption. It's it's all, it's a whole bunch of stuff going on. But I mean, I don't know what to really say about it. It's embarrassing for the very least. Yeah, I mean, here's one of the things that I'll say about it, you know, and I've been wanting to talk about this briefly for for a little bit. And, you know, over the last, if you've noticed, we've spent a lot of time talking about just the political process, which I'm very much so um, into, follow it, you know, like step by step. I spent a lot of time watching CNN, um, MSNBC, just trying to see the actual interviews 
with the actual candidates, not relying on, you know, me, you know, media sound bites and things like that. But, you know, I posted a video on my page uh, earlier on of a, of a young gentleman who actually happened to be a police officer, a black, uh, black guy, and he was just, he, he sounded a lot like myself, actually. He was like, look, you know, he wasn't a Donald Trump supporter, um, not at all. He just had, you know, I think, I forget, I think it was Arizona. Donald Trump came and he was like, you know what? I want to just hear for myself what's being said. Like, I'm not going off the media. I'm not going off social media or anything. I just want to hear what this guy has to say. So I want to go to the rally. I want to see what's going on for myself and for my own opinion, which I respect. And I honestly, I wish more people would do that. You know, I don't, you know, whether you hate him, whether you love him, whether you like Barack Obama, Hillary, I don't care who you support, but at least be able to articulate why you don't or you do support these, these candidates. And so this guy was like, look, I went to the rally. He was like, I, expect, I was expecting to hear some hate, some hate messages, some hate talk, and see people fighting. And this, he was like, I didn't see any of it. He was like, Donald Trump was very nice. He was like, they were just, he was talking. He listened to the whole couple, you know, two-hour speech. He was like, it was, you know, he was just making some good points. It wasn't anything hateful, nothing crazy. And um, he said, in fact, and this is what I really wanted to touch on. And again, listen, like I've seen, I watch this stuff. I see, I like watch it like all day. That's like what I, my wife will tell you, anybody will tell you. Like I watch this stuff from start to finish. Um, and it's, it's, it's like in, unlike anything I've ever seen before. I've never seen anything like, I, just so you guys know, I was a ma- my major was communications in college. My minor was journalism in college. Like that, this is what I do. You understand entertainment, communication, journalism, reporting. Like that's what I studied. And and, I've, and the media is so. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about Terrell. Like the, it's always been disingenuous. It's always been like you know slanted and, and you know biased. But this, we're talking about like flat out lies. Like I've never seen anything like it before. The media, like they're li- they're literally lying. They're literally making things up. Like they were like not just Donald Trump, but they're like literally taking candidates' words and cut and chopping off certain words and like making it seem like they're saying something totally opposite than what they're actually saying. I'm, I'm like seeing. I'm like yo, I saw the whole interview, and then you turn on CNN, and they're like, oh yeah, Donald Trump said this and that. And I'm like, what yo, like. He didn't even say that. Like, and again, I'm not even a Donald Trump supporter, but I'm like, yo, you're, you're like blatantly lying. And so one of the things I was like, the, like the black dude was like, yo, he was like, I went to this rally, and they tried to make it seem like it was the Donald Trump uh, supporters who were being rowdy and fighting, but that's not, that's not what's happening. You guys realize, I just, you know, like I've been wanting to talk about this. Like that's not what's actually happening at all. What's happening is, Don, I had to do some research. And Don, you can't just kick people out of rallies. You know, Donald Trump be like, get them out of here, get them out of here. You can't do that. If someone, if you have a public rally and, and you have protesters, you can't kick them out because it's a public place. So what Donald Trump is doing is he's actually renting private facilities. He's renting out facilities, so at that point, it now becomes a private event, which is why, you know, which is why he's able to kick people out at his, at his discretion. So it's like he's having a rally at, you know, a private event, and then imagine you have, you know, some people, some rowdy individuals come to this rally to 
quote-unquote protest. But what the media doesn't show you is that they're coming there with these profanity-laced signs and billboards and, you know, shirts with all types of racial, uh, you know, slurs and, and, you know, just profanity and, and rowdiness, and they're attacking they're attacking, because I talked to some people that I actually know in Chicago, you know what I'm saying, who have been there. I may even have them on the show with it because we had a very interesting conversation. My homie, actually, he was like, yo, like, they're, they're like, actually fighting the Donald Trump supporters and antagonizing them. And then so, with the, and so when you see, the, like, the, the cameras, they only show the aftermath when someone retaliates. But no one, think of, I mean, really just think about it. Think about this for a second. Who, who is fighting? They're at their event. It's not like, oh, we're going to go to another place. No, people are coming to this event with the sole purpose of being disruptive. You know what I'm saying? That's like, think, I mean, think about it. That's like, y'all, you know, y'all, if I have an event, if I say, hey, look, I want to have this event, and people come to protest me, but one of my supporters say, hey, look, you're being disrespectful, and a fight breaks out because, Courtney, is that my fault? No, not at all. It was theirs for disrupting you. I'm, and again, I'm just asking these questions from a realistic standpoint. Like, again, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm neutral. I haven't support, publicly supported anyone. But right is right and wrong is wrong. People are going there specifically fighting people. Like one guy I went to, I saw I saw with my own eyes. I was like, yo, the, this is the Donald Trump rally. Somebody had a KKK uh, hood on, but it was a, it wasn't a Trump supporter. That was like somebody who went there, I guess, to make a mockery. Like, oh yeah, I'm in the KKK, this and that, and they're like antagonizing this. Uh, this it was a white girl and a white dude, and the black guy saw the guy with the with the hood on, and and punched him. He was the black guy was a Trump supporter. But the protester had the hood on, so he punches it. They, and then, so now, the, you know, the media is just showing that and showing that and showing that, but they're making it seem like it was it was reversed. They're making it seem like the guy that punched the, you know what I'm saying, they try they just try to make it seem like something that totally wasn't. And all I'm saying is we got to watch this stuff. You know what I'm saying? That You got to watch it. You got to, like, see behind the foolishness. I said online that the media has a very long history of being disingenuous and, and having biased reporting specifically designed to meet a certain agenda. I said regardless who you support, I encourage everyone to do independent research, actually go to these rallies, watch the debates, the interviews, and form an opinion of your own. And you're going to hear me talk more and more about that because, again, the media is just lying and lying and lying. They said another example real quick, just another example of what I'm talking about. They're saying, oh, Donald Trump is saying he's calling for riots. That's the headline, a couple, like last week. Like Donald Trump, he's, he's inciting riots. He says, if you guys don't pick me, they said, if Don, this, this is what they said. This is what the media said. Like NBC, the Today Show, I watched it. I saw the whole thing. I saw the interview, which he said what he said. But then I saw the, the Today Show, I saw CNN. The headline is Donald Trump is calling for riots if he isn't the nominee. I'm like, what? Like, I'm sure you guys have seen Like, yo, he never said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he never said that. What was said was, he said, look, 
you know, there's a certain number that if you guys don't, you know, follow the process, like there's a certain number of delegates that you have to get to in order to get the nomination. So once Hillary Clinton gets to a certain number, once Donald Trump gets to a certain number, then they will be the delegate. Right, Hillary Clinton's going to get there fair and square. Most likely what's going to happen is Donald Trump is not going to have enough delegates, nor Ted Cruz, to get to that number. So what happens when you don't meet that number, you know, in the primaries, then it, would go, it goes to the, it, what they call the Republican uh, convention, and then all the delegates get together to decide, okay, no one met the requirement, so who do we want to vote? Who do we want to, you know, vote in as the, as the uh, nominee? Now, usually, you know, in a perfect world, whoever is leading, right, like whoever is the front runner, you would think that's who they would back. But what's, what they're trying to do is what the Republicans are trying to do is they're trying to say, well, you know, just because Donald Trump is ahead, there's no guarantee that we should vote. We might just want to vote in someone totally different, you know, Paul Ryan or Mitt Romney or somebody crazy, and they're not even in the race. And what Donald Trump said, he said, look, I've been winning all these primaries, I'm ahead in the delegate count, and the people have spoken, like, on the Republican side, that's who they want. They want me as their nominee. All he's saying, if, if the there's some funny business that goes on, you know, where they try to steal the, the nomination, then there's probably going to be some rise. There's going to be a lot of people upset. He said, I'm not going to lead it, but that's probably what's going to happen, which I 100% agree with. But, Courtney, doesn't that sound a lot different from what CNN is saying as far as Donald Trump is calling for riots if he's not the nominee? Isn't that a little bit different? It's a lot different. But, you know, the media likes to paint him as being like this mo- this monster, like this, you know, racist jerk. I mean, he may be racist, but, I mean, you get what I'm saying. They, they try to paint him out to be a lot worse um, than he is, and they definitely misquote him all the time. Yeah, you know, it's it's not even it's not even misquoting. It's it's complete manipulation of of the media. And again, like, like I said, I don't want people to misinterpret. It's just, like I said, I'm a media guy. I've been in the media for over ten years. Again, excuse, you might as well say twenty years, because again, I went to school for this. This is what I do. And it's just like I can't stand. I took a I took a course. I remember back in the day, it was on uh, media ethics. Very entertaining, very informative course, and they talked about this stuff and how the media slants things specifically designed by the by the billionaires, you know, to to push their agenda for. I never forget uh, Marco Rubio said something that you know, was extremely insightful, and he said, he said, what did he say? He's like, they were talking about super PACs. He's like, well, the Democrats got the biggest uh, super PAC. Uh, you know, humanly possible. He said it's called the mainstream media. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just like, wow. I said, you ain't never lied. And that's, you know, that's basically, I'm just going to tell you guys what's going to happen. Hillary Clinton is going to be the president. I, I just, I'm just putting this out there. I want everyone to understand, you know, what's happening. This is not a real race. You guys have heard me say for years, last thing I'm going to say on it, you know, this is not a real race. Okay? This is all done for ratings. Okay, I've been saying for years that these elections are rigged, their presidents are selected, not, you know, hopefully you guys understand that by now, because that should be obvious. Um, it's already decided. They're basically the billionaires, the lobbyists, they are the, who control the media, they're, le- they're creating this media firestorm. You don't go from being loved. Donald Trump was, has been loved for as long as I can remember. 
people have a very short memory. You don't have a show on NBC primetime that gets over 20, 30 million viewers every night, you know, every week. You understand that? And, and people love him. Never been any racial talk. Never, no one's ever been. Everyone loved Donald Trump. He's a businessman. Everyone loves him. You're fired. Like, he's like America's, like, you know, love guy. He's been on WrestleMania, like, all this stuff. Now, all of a sudden, the media is painting this picture of him as a racist. Think, I mean, come on, guys. Really think about that. No one becomes a racist overnight. And he, first, he hasn't even said anything that's racist. That's, it's all the media. Yeah, I, I hope people can see that. And the, what's, the reason for that is so that when it comes time for November, you know, every, it will be this good versus evil, black versus white, you know, racist versus, you know, humanitarian or whatever the heck they want, however they want to paint Hillary Clinton. And then that's going to result in her, you know, being handed the, the presidency. I mean, that's, that's really what it's for because she needs help. You understand? She's a liar. She's a, a criminal. She's a, she's ironically the racist. That's the most ironic thing. But because of all these issues, the Benghazi, the emails, because of all that stuff, she needs a lot. When I say a lot, I mean a lot of help to get the presidency. You know what I mean? So the billionaires who want her in office to you know so that she can pay back these favors, they're helping her. They're handing her the election by putting Trump, painting him as this villain, good versus evil. Everyone's going to choose good. So, again, you guys don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about moving to Canada. You don't have to worry about leaving the country or anything crazy like that. It's all for show. You think Donald Trump really wants to be president? You know what I mean? Come on, guys. So, it's crazy. One thing I wanted to talk about, man, but just continue to watch it because it's going to play out very interesting. And just remember this conversation um, back, you know, in November when we, you know, when we uh, see how it really plays out. But um, this, there's, a, there's been a, a topic, I mean, obviously with this, um, <clears throat> this, this most recent terror um, attack, everyone's talking about this, this, the Brussels attack. And, you know, even before that, the, at the uh, debates, there's been, conversation about, um, you know, waterboarding, different forms of torture. Um, Donald Trump has actually been come, has come under scrutiny. In fact, several Republicans have, you know, I, I don't Sorry, guys, they, they tried to silence me real quick. I, you, you, they tried to silence me, Corey. I'm, 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 I'm still here, though. But what I was saying, though, is... Again, maybe I'm just a different type of guy. Um, I see no problem with waterboarding. I see no problem with torture, even. You, you know, like I don't, I don't see an issue. I feel like if you have people who are actively trying to kill us, right? Then uh, I feel like, and and it may even have information on on other people who are trying to kill us. I think that the political correctness needs to be thrown out the window. I, I feel like it sh we should not um, be as focused on people, on terrorists, their rights. I feel like my rights are most important. You know, this guy who, who you know, the, the terror leader, one of the, the major uh, ISIS guys that was captured recently said that he was captured, I think, what, a week prior to the, or a few days prior to this uh, Brussels attack? 
you know, who knows? We get Jack Bauer out from where they got him held captive, put him in a room with him, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the 24 fans. And who knows what, what could have been prevented. Maybe Paris could have been prevented by, you know, roughing up some of these guys. I, I don't know. And it's just it's appalling that, you know, Donald Trump is like one of the only people saying that. Yes, okay, fine, it's, you know, illegal, it's not, you know what I'm saying, but we're talking about lives that are being lost here. And, I, I mean, my personal views, and, again, this one last thing, we've got a lot to talk about, but I don't know, man. I feel like this is the weakest our government has been in a very long time. You know, if you look at our military, we look at how we interact with places like North Korea, you look at how we interact with uh, Russia, I mean, we are very weak. Or I don't know if you guys follow it, but don't let these speeches fool you. Don't let this other stuff fool you. The United States is a joke internationally. You know, we're, we're giving we're giving away $180 billion to Iran, who just played us by violating the whole deal. I mean, this is, this is stuff that's, that's um, it's ridiculous. It's just appalling that people are even considering voting for somebody like Hillary Clinton, who is the, the, who is the Secretary of State, you know, during the time when all this stuff was happening. You know what I'm saying? That, that specifically has made our country a joke and made us even weaker over the last several years. And I, I followed it, and it's just like I don't understand what people are thinking, um, well, you know, I do, and, and they're really, they're not. They're kind of just being led by the media. But I don't know. I mean, Courtney, I just, so I got told you, Courtney, they tried to silence me. I don't know. We, we may, we're we going to keep it real tonight, guys. They may, we may experience some technical difficulties. You just, you know, bear with us if that happens because we're speaking a lot of stuff that uh, you're probably not going to hear other places. But, I mean, I don't know. Any last thoughts on that? Because that's really all I wanted to say. I mean, do you feel like torture, you know, is okay in certain situations where it appears as if we might be able to prevent a major terror uh, attack? Yes, I, I do. I feel like you do what you have to do. And I feel like Donald Trump, he brought up some really great points about um, about the fact that, you know, the man that was responsible, or they say is responsible for the attacks in Brussels was also related to the terrorist attacks and that it could have been prevented you know, by torture. I, I agree that, you know, that, that that was a good, I mean, that, that was a good, um, that would have been a good decision. Um, however, because, you know, the government and ISIS are, I don't want to say one and the same, but, I mean, it's just, I, I can't say I'm surprised. I'm not. I'm not surprised. Why don't you want to say that? Why, why don't you want to say that? Well, I, I do. I was just saying. <laughs> I do want to say that they're one and the same. And so, say it. Um, don't don't bite your tongue. Don't be bashful. I mean, you. Sp- I mean, speak about. It. I mean, this is. I mean, they are one and the same. I mean, see, that's what that's what people. That, see, now we're now we're about to get cut off. You know what I mean? Now we're about to. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> have a good night, guys. Phone lines are <laughs> about to go dead based on what I'm about to say. Yeah, I mean, seriously though. I mean, guys, guys. I mean, come on. Did they, let me just ask y'all a quick question. Let me just ask y'all a quick question. Corey, let me ask you. When was the last foreign uh, is, uh, radical Islamic attack? Because that's what they don't want to call it. They're calling it jihadist. But that's what, the, you know, they're radical Islam, you know, Islamists. And that, and that doesn't mean that all people who practice Islam are bad. Not at all. I mean, obviously not. But they, they, these are radicalized, just like they're radical sects 
of Christians, you know, right? Like KKK, a lot of those guys are claiming Christianity. These are radicalists. You understand that? Just like these, these Islamists, are, are, many of them are terrorists. Now, and it, but I think we have to call it what it is. These guys aren't saying they're Buddhists. If that was the case, we call them radicalized Buddhists. Yeah, but no, they're radicalized Islamists. And so I think we got to, as the government, you know, the, the Democrats refuse to call it that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Republicans are saying, hey, look, this is what it is. Let's call it what it is because that is what it is. Um, and so I just feel like at the end of the day, um, oh, I was going to ask you a question. I said, I was going to ask you, when was the last time? Real quick, guys, bear with us. I know y'all want to hear about sex, and we're going to we're going to talk about sex. You know what I mean? But sorry, there's there's some stuff going on in the world right now. You know what I mean? But seriously, could just me to ask you, when was the last time there was a uh, a a foreign terror, or I should just I'll say this, a major terror attack, right, on American soil? What from just from your recollection, what was the last time? Something that like that actually happened. Um, I think of nine eleven and the Boston bombings, something like that, right. or the terrorist attacks. Yeah. I think of a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, nine eleven. That was like the. I mean, yes, the Boston bomb. I mean, that's. Now I don't even want to talk about because, like, you know what I'm saying, like, let's go. There's that's going to open up so many cans of worms and like a lot of stuff we don't have time for tonight. But my point is. And it, you know, because like I said, we did a whole three-hour show on the Boston bombing, so I don't, you know what I mean? I don't want to take up too much time tonight on that because there's a lot going on with that or that went on with that. But my point being is that a lot of this stuff that happens, it doesn't happen here, and there's specific reasons for that. Um, a, a, you know, it's always over there or this happened. There, they want there to be fear. That's why I watched CNN from 6 o'clock this morning to about 8 o'clock tonight. And 100% of the, the news was on this terror attack. They want us to be afraid, but not so afraid that it affects the American economy. You understand that? And so I'll let you guys kind of fill in the blanks, you know, with that based on stuff you may already know, stuff that we've talked about over the years. And we will continue to talk about it, um, but it's just, you know, it's not – it's not cool. It's not. There's a reason that you don't hear the words, the words Al Qaeda anymore. I mean, what happened to Al Qaeda? What happened to them? They just disappear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I mean, seriously. What? What? I mean, what, you have this major international terror, um, you know, syndicate, Al Qaeda, who's responsible for just about all the terror. You know what I mean? In the world. They're claiming responsibility for everything. Now, within the last few years, it's ISIS. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking, like, what happened to Al Qaeda? <laughs> what they got? They retired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they say, no, nah, we forgive you. You're good. We're not going to kill you guys anymore. We're going to pass the torch. Al Qaeda said, you know what? ISIS is it now. We're done. Y'all win. We give up. We surrender. Al-Qaeda is now ISIS. We're just going to – they did a name change. They went to the bank and said, hey, look, we need a change of name certificate. We're just going to go ahead and change our life. They got married. They said, no, we're going to change our name to, to ISIS. But, I mean, seriously, just think about that. Just really think about that. Ponder that. It's all media propaganda, okay? ISIS was created 
by the those guys in the in the suits in the back rooms that come up with this stuff to keep the wars going, to keep the fear going. I mean, I don't know what else to say. You know what I mean? If, if people can't see it by now, it's like you, you're not either not you don't want to see it, or you're just not going to see it. But again, it's there's always going to be some level, you know, of fear. Whether it's the Cuban Missile Crisis, whether it's the Cold War with Russia, there's always going to be some impending threat that makes the makes the people feel dependent on the government. You understand the government wants people to you. Can, and that's that's anywhere. There's all whether you're a slave and you rely on your slave master for food and water and you know and they hold they dangle your freedom over your head and always you're always fearful of having you know be, a beating or being killed. It's it's, it's the same it's the same structure. It's the same same idea. You know, you can't, anytime you you want to control somebody or something. You know, you, you keep them in fear. Look at your job. You know, you, you know, if you're late, you're going to get written up. If you don't meet this sales goal, you're going to get fired. What is your, what's the corporation doing? It's keeping its employees really in constant fear of being, of being uh, terminated, written up, losing their source of income. Everyone is fearful of something. You understand that? That's the way that the control is only through fear. Guess what? You want to switch it up? You want to switch it up? How does the devil control, try to control many of us? Through a fear of loneliness, a fear of being, uh, you know what I'm saying, of, of, you know, whatever. Being a single mother, being alone for the rest of your life, death itself. The devil, he wants to control us. And so, you know, it's, it's the same thing, guys. Um, I mean, I mean, shoot, some of your pastors are controlling you. You don't give a hundred dollars. Each family is required to give a thousand dollars. If you don't give a thousand dollars, I'm gonna read your name in front of the whole church. So what does everybody do? Everyone gets their checkbooks out and walks up to the front with their thousand dollar checks. You know what I'm saying? Those pastors are controlling the congregation to keep the money coming in. And anyone in a position of power on some level operates with a, a, a fear. Or, or uh, it operates with instilling the fear in the people in which it's hoping to control. But just really think about it, guys. After you know, after tonight's show, but it's, it's real. Look around your life. You know what I mean? What did your father do? What did your mother do? You say one more word, I'm gonna smack you. If I'm, one more word, the belt is coming out. I bet you acted. You, you acted right. You know, shoot, even myself with with the kids. You want a treat, you got to be good. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to smack your butt. You know, I bet you, you know, these kids won't act up. It's all it's the same thing, whether it's the government, whether it's the parents, whether it's your pastor, whether it's your job. It's deep. I mean, you know, it's deep, Courtney. It really is. You know? I mean, I control Courtney, you know what I mean, to a certain extent. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like she, she does what I say. She says something. You know, she see it, Courtney. Next thing you know, we got Tamika, new co-host. You know, I'm saying, no, I'm just messing around. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's everywhere, guys. You can't escape it. <laughs> Shoot. I'm, I'm fearful now. I'm be sleeping on the couch. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to what's going to ultimately lead to me, you know, sleeping on the couch because we're going to be talking about being satisfied. So trust me, you know, I'm I'm going to say some things that I should be fearful to say, but y'all know me. I keep it real. I do what I, I say, what I say, but. 
<laughs> believe me, most men, they're controlled by their wives, believe it or not, you know. It is what it is. What else is going on in the world, man? Let's let's switch it up, man, because it's, it's, some, it's some crazy stuff going on. I saw something super crazy. We're talking about Donald Trump. We're talking about Brussels. I saw something even crazier than that. I saw Amina is pregnant again with Peter Guns' baby. I mean, that's the craziest thing. Now, they got two, they got two different women pregnant at the same time. I mean, what what is going on with love and hip-hop? I mean, it's as crazy as that sounds or it is. I mean, that's the reality of a lot of people's situations. And that's what happens when you have a soul tie. It's like, you know, neither one of the women can leave him alone. And now they're competing over, you know, through through pregnancy and thinking that having a child is going to make, you know, him be, you know, stay with, you know, them. But a child is not going to fix anything it's just best to walk away and it's actually it's sad to see because I saw the um, reunion and you can tell that the women are just delusional because I think a part of them really believes that he loves them and he's just eating it up he thinks it's funny it's just it's sad I, I hate to see women you know treated like that but at the same time we have to take responsibility and be accountable for our own actions Oh, absolutely. I mean, speaking of funny and, and, and sad at the same time, I mean, I, I mean, I just find it funny that, I mean, how do you know about love and hip-hop, but you don't know Obama was in Cuba? I, I just want to know that. <laughs> I'm sure that's what everybody listening wants to know, Courtney. How do you know about Amina having a baby with Peter Guns, but you don't know Obama is in Cuba? But that's, I'm not even, don't even, you know, that's rhetorical. I just, you know what I mean? They, they want, people want to know that. So, see, I'm a, let me tell you something. I, I, I feel you guys out there, I know what y'all want to talk about. I already know. You know what I'm saying? I know what y'all want to hear. I know what y'all want to talk about. I know the questions y'all have. I know everything. You know what I'm saying? That's why we talk about what we y'all want to talk about in the way that y'all want to hear it talked about. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, come on. Come on. I mean, come on. Do we even need to, do we even need to touch on that or should we just move on? Oh, we can move on. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we can. You know what I mean? No, that's what's up. <laughs> Yeah, you funny. No, y'all, guys. Um, so yeah, so there's that. But I will, what I will say about it is, you know, I don't, I don't judge, um, at all. You know, I mean, like that's why if you if you ever listen to the show, you know, we did a whole. Uh, in fact, I posted the link. I think yesterday or the day before, the link of the three hour show we did specifically on that situation, on that love triangle. You know, Amina, like the the thing about it is, I mean, you do people do what they do. You know what I'm saying? And if she likes it, hey, I love it. You know, if that's if Peter Guns is who she, you know, loves and, and wants to be with and is 100% happy with, hey, more power to her. You know, the reason that we do these types of shows, though, is because based on my experience dealing with thousands of women um, from a counseling standpoint, from an advice standpoint, my experience has been no one wants to be with a man like Peter Guns. That's not the desire of any woman's heart. I mean, anyone who's ever seen this show one time can clearly see that. You know, this guy has 10 kids with multiple women. I mean, you know, that's just not what people want. And so the only reason that women, any woman would stay with someone like that is because of severe insecurities, severe self-esteem issues, which Amina has, you know, that's, she said all of that. So there's actually a lot of truth 
you know, obviously it's fake. A lot of it is fake. A lot of it is very scripted, you know, but there's a lot of truth in these reality shows if you really understand the, the uh, you know, the foundation of emotional unavailability. You know what I'm saying? Like growing up without a father, abandonment issues, anger issues, hurt, pain, resentment, you know, layers and layers uh, upon layers of emotional unavailability. And the next thing you know, you see them dealing with a guy like this. That There's a reason for that. You know, and so when you look at that and just I hope someone can watch that. Yes, it's entertaining. Many of us watch it, you know, from an entertainment standpoint. You know, let's keep it real. Um, but at the same time, if you're going to watch it, I always encourage people to at least learn from it. Don't be Tara. Don't be Amina. You know what I'm saying? Don't that Some of you guys' baby's father is Peter Guns, is uh, uh, Rich Dollars, is Cisco. You know what I mean? Your last three exes are collectively the creep squad. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, it's fake. Yes, it's this and that. But let's keep it real. That That's some of you guys' lives. And so all I'm saying is she deserves better. You know, you guys deserve better. I mean, you know, everybody deserves better than that. And when you deal, when you settle for someone or something like that, you're basically saying, hey, look, I've lost faith in God. I've lost faith in myself. And so I'm just going to give up and, and just, you know, this is the best that I can have. And that's not, no one deserves that. All right. One thing that I found interesting, I just want to touch on this briefly. I was listening to the uh, the Drake. I mean, I know it's old, and we've talked about it, but one line in particular, the uh, the Drake versus uh, Meek Mill, the Meek Mill diss record, back to back. One of the things, that, and we talk a lot about just you know stuff that goes on in hip hop, stuff that goes on, you know, the just how you get to a place of fame. You look at the most respected rap artists. You look at the artists who who speak about homosexuality, who speak about the industry being ran by certain individuals who are into certain things. Um, And, you know, you look at people like Jadakiss, Cassidy, Nas, who have all spoken about um, just, you know, the the corrupt nature of the business, the homosexual nature of the business. And you look at their record sales compared to some other people with questionable lifestyles, questionable lyrics, things like that. Um, and then you look at one of the things he said, this is so, like, I want people to really, I was just listening to it. I want y'all to see it and hear it for what it, what's really being said. You know, people like Jay-Z, Drake, they're very good at double entendres, hidden meetings, saying truth, but disguised as just a clever line. And if you really listen, like, pull it up on YouTube after the show. He says, this is Meek Mill, Drake says, I saw what you did for fame. What would you do for freedom? You know what I mean? And I, and really just think about that, guys. I saw. Anybody ever see eyes? I'm just going to tell you, like, again, we're about to get cut off again because this is, again, some, some crazy stuff right here. But has anyone ever seen Eyes Wide Shut? I already know Courtney. That, that requires too much thought for Courtney, so I'm not even going to I know she didn't see it, but I'm asking y'all out there. Like, did y'all, anyone out there ever see Eyes Wide Shut? You guys remember the scene where Tom Cruise is, is there in the place and it's like all these people with the masks and all the people, you know, up in the rafters and looking down on them. There's a whole bunch of sex crazy stuff going on. He's like, take off your clothes. I don't know if you guys know the history of that, but Stanley Kubrick, who directed it, was actually, he, I'll put it like this, he died under very mysterious circumstances. Many say <clears throat> he died because or was 
you know, killed because he made that film, which really exposed a lot of the entertainment industry and what really goes on. Like, it was actually a little too real, which you guys know you're not allowed to, um, you know, reveal certain things. Well, you know, if you notice, remember they were, they were going to rape Tom Cruise. They were going to be like, yo, he was like, yo, take your clothes off. Take your, take, and he was like, what? And he was like, take your clothes off or we'll take them off for you. And right when it was about to go down, the girl was like, no, no, stop, stop, stop. Well, a lot of that stuff actually, you know, it actually goes on. My point being is that in order, unfortunately, in order to get to a certain level of fame, the most, you know, you know, the influ- people in the industry, the influential people in the industry, they, you know, you have to do certain things. Certain things are required for fame. Right, certain you gotta do certain things, and uh, if you guys, if you catch my drift, and if you look at the song, I just find it interesting that Drake actually said he's like, I saw, I saw what you did for fame. Like, what, what do you think he like? What did he do for fame? Like, what do you think he meant by that? You know, I mean, just really think about it. Like, what, what did he? What do you mean by that? What did you? What did he do for fame? What he rapped? He did some shows. What, what, what are you? What are you talking about that he did? He's talking about some other stuff. He said, I saw what you did for to get famous. Imagine what you do for freedom. That's what he's talking about when he was locked up in jail. Well, what happens in jail, Courtney? What happens when people go to jail? Do you know? Take I'll give you one guess. What happens to people in jail? Yeah, men have sex with each other. They get raped. Yeah, they get, they get raped. So why would he talk about make a reference about men getting raped as far as your freedom or as far as what to do to get out of jail when discussing what he had to do to get famous. Huh. I wonder why he would make that connection. Now, Drake is a very intelligent guy. You know what I'm saying? He puts a lot of thought into these lyrics, very lyrical. I saw what you did for fame. Imagine what you do for freedom. You guys get it by now. I, it's crazy. I try to tell y'all what's going on out here. I tell y'all every night, clear and blatantly. But if you listen closely, these celebrities will also tell you, but just not as as blatantly, very subtly, in fact. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick for you guys. Um, and I'm not going to be here all night, guys. So what we're going to do now is we're going to jump into how to satisfy your man. Because that's, you know what I mean, that's what a lot of people want to know about. That's what a lot of people need to know, a lot of women need to know about. Now, I want to invite you guys real quick, after the show, when, you're, when you get some spare time, you know, go back, I posted in the group, go back a couple of years, several years, probably like three, four, maybe even five years ago, we did our special on Cater to You, you know, where we actually took, we're not going to do that tonight, but we actually took the, the song and played the song and broke down each verse from Beyonce, from Kelly Rowland, from Michelle Williams, as far as it's really a blueprint, you know, for what to do, you know what I'm saying, to to uh, not just get a man, excuse me, but to keep a man. And so we're going to talk about this, uh, some of those things from a different perspective tonight on Cater to You Part 2, how to satisfy your man in and out of the bed. Now, this is going to be broken up into two parts because obviously there is, you know, your man, speaking of pre-marriage, but then there are also certain things that need to be done within the context of a marriage 
that will also help sustain their marriage. And, and, you know, the problem, one of the major problems in relationships nowadays is that people are bridging, you know, they're connecting the two. You know, they, they're doing things uh, that only a wife should do, thinking that it's going to please their man or satisfy their man, but those things should be exclusive to marriage. All right? Now, I, I mean, I, I guess we talked about, I mean, like you said, you don't have a man, but have you ever thought about or have you ever maybe had questions about what exactly it takes to uh, not just get a man but keep him, keep him happy, keep him satisfied, keep him mentally uh, stimulated, emotionally stimulated, spiritually stimulated, uh, uh, physically stimulated? Have you thought about these things? Oh, yes. I, I've thought about it a lot, and especially because, you know, I was just growing up, and I think I've said this before, but, you know, I didn't have um, positive examples of, you know, true love. I saw people married, but I didn't see them staying together. Or, you know, they'd be married, but it would be a very dysfunctional um, type of marriage. And so I always told myself, you know, I want to not only, you know, get a man and, you know, be married, but I want to be able to sustain that marriage and to keep him. And I think that's very important, but I think a lot of us women, we focus on just getting the ring, and then we just stop there, and then we don't think about, you know, all of the, the work that goes into um, keeping that man around. Yeah, absolutely, and one of the things I'll tell you all is that um, that is a major problem. Like you just said, you said that the the goal is to get the ring, and so many women, they feel like, wow, that's that's an accomplishment. We just recently, well, we've done shows in the past. We just did a, 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 a online, and this topic comes up in the group all the time. But you know, would you, you know, what would you do if your man shows up with a ring that's like the size of, you know, a, a, you know, a, a pea, you know, or not even a pea, but like a little, you know, what I'm saying, like you can't even see it. What would you do? And people are like, oh my God, no, the ring has to look a certain type of way, and I gotta be, but that's not important because the the ring is not the goal. Really, to be quite honest with you guys, marriage is not even the goal. People say, what? I thought that's what we're, I thought that's what we're here for. No, no, no. Marriage is not the goal. A ring is not the goal. The goal should be to be found by the man that God has for you. Because you can get a ring from anybody. You can actually marry anybody. <clears throat> Ladies, I'm telling you right now, if you want to get married, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. Get up this weekend. Go to go to the store, buy a nice sexy dress, right? Go to go to the mall. I mean, you know, buy a sexy dress, get some get some nice shoes, go out with your girlfriends, hang out by the bar, okay? Um, you know, take a walk to the bathroom and buy, take the long way, walk around the club on the way to the bathroom. By the time you get back to that spot at the bar, you will most likely have, a, you know, have gotten or, you know, several numbers or given out your number to several people. I think, we, you know, now the question there is, and, you know what I'm saying, and, and if, you go, if you go along with the, you know, go through the motions and go along with the flow of things, don't cause any problems, just go with the flow, you will get married. Or you, I'll say you can get married, right? I mean, because that's usually how it goes. But the question, I mean, but is that really what you want? Most likely he's gonna he's you know probably gonna be a loser, probably not gonna be the type of guy that you 
would want to be married to anyway, but you wait long enough, you have enough sex, you, you know, it, you can, anyone can get married. I hear a lot of time, hoes be winning. That's like the new hashtag. Everyone's, oh, I don't, they don't, I get, I get asked this question so many times. If they don't, you know, how come these, it's discouraging because I don't do X, Y, and Z, but I see all these women out here, you know, they're getting married, they're getting wiped up. I said, exactly. But look what they're doing. They're flaunting their bodies. They're, you know, they're having sex. They're doing certain things. So they're attracting a certain type of man. So a lot of that is not what it seems to be. You understand that there's not, that's not, these are not marriages that are blessed by God. These are not relationships that are blessed by God because the foundation, you know, is not where it should be. Those situations are temporary. So you can get married. You can get a ring. That's not hard. Anyone can do that. But a lot of you are frustrated because you're actually doing the right things and you're being patient. You're doing it God's way. God is preparing you. But a lot of these other people, they want, they want the fast money. You know what I'm saying? They want the drug dealer life. They want just, you know, instant gratification, if you will. But if you do it right, and that's what the hoes are doing. That's what the freaks are doing. But the quality, true women of God who are allowing God to mold them and shape them, you know, that's what re- that's actually what's considered hard. It's not really hard, but it's, 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 it takes longer. It takes longer to get to that point if you guys are following me. So don't be discouraged is what I'm saying. So let's talk about what happens, right, once you actually are found, not just by the loser, not by these weirdos out here that the hoes are being found by. Now, shoot, their hoes aren't even being found. They're, they're the ones fighting. They, these hoes be thirsty out here, for real. I mean, they be thirsty as a mug. Boy, I mean, they don't play no games. You know, these, I mean, these women out here, boy, I can't even go nowhere. They see me with my kids. They see me with my wedding ring on Yo, they don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm, hello, hey, I'll be in Walmart, you know, excuse me, can I talk to you for a minute? Oh, I mean, it's, it's totally reversed. They be cracking on me. I'm like, yo, you, you see a baby in here, right? This this ain't just a problem. My son is in here, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm married, like, what's wrong with you? You know what you think? Just a doll baby? I'm just walking around now. Like I just had a son. Like he's young. Like I have a wife. Yo, they don't be caring. Uh, so that's what's going on. Out, you know, out here in these streets. But let's talk about what happens when you actually are found by a quality man. What does he need? Because you know, think about it. you open up these magazines. You open up, turn on the TV. Everyone and their mom is talking about what these women want. But Courtney, who is talking about what 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 the men want? Who's talking about what what we are feeling? Who's talking about why we cheat? Why we are not? Not to say that that's right. Don't get that wrong. It's not. It's never right. It's never justified. But what do we want and what do we need? Do women even care? You know what I mean? A lot of women don't even. I posted in the group. I gotta start tagging people. No, it's like nobody even whether they don't care. Whether they, you know, I post, hey, what food won't you eat? It's, it's a million responses. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> people have more more interest in food than they do about what men look for in a freaking wife. What you know what I mean? Think, just look at this stuff. I'm begging for a conversation. I'm begging for responses about stuff that matters, but people, they rather talk about, hey, I don't like Brussels sprouts. I don't like, 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 who cares what you don't like? You know what I mean? What about what men don't like? <laughs> you talk about what, what you won't eat. 
what what we tolerate in a relationship. Do people do court as a woman? Do women care about what men don't like, or is it all about what you guys don't like? Honestly, I think a lot of us do care about what um, men like and don't like. Um, what I also think, though, is that um, many women are afraid to answer those types of questions um, because they they don't, you know, in fear of you know, being wrong or being misinformed. And so, you know, they just watch. Like those women were watching those that didn't comment. They were watching the conversation. But a lot of us, we're just misinformed of what you all, you know, look for because we've dealt with a certain type of man and we're just like, look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me let me tell you all something. A bit, we talk about this phrase, emotional availability. You know, and a big part of that, guys, I just want you guys to understand this. Like, if because Courtney is 100% right. A lot of women care, but they are afraid to answer these questions out of fear of rejection, fear of being quote-unquote wrong, fear of, you know, whatever, okay? That is, unfortunately, a major source of emotional unavailability. If you are scared or fearful of rejection, if you're fearful of of having ideas but not being afraid to express them or fear of being perceived a certain type of way, that is emotional unavailability. That is a, it's basing your interactions with men or because you know men are looking off of, you know, based on past negative experiences. You've maybe put yourself out there publicly before. It didn't work out so well, so now you are guarded. Now you have a wall up. That what and we're all. This is all about what men look for. You'll see why. Why in a minute, we're looking for women who are not afraid to put themselves out there. We're not. We're looking for women who are not afraid to express their true thoughts, their true feelings and emotions. If you can't express yourself publicly on Facebook, how can I feel like? You're going to tell me your deepest, darkest secrets. How can I open up to you if you won't even open up to, you know, somewhere on social media? Men watch this stuff. People say, wow, I didn't know it was that deep. Oh, it's very much so that deep. We, did you guys know that men sit back? We're look, listen, we're looking for the cool women out there. Okay, we're looking for the women out there. Do y'all know, like, do you know, I mean, this has nothing to do with me, but do you know how wonderfully you women would be viewed by men if you weren't lurking in the shadows and you weren't listening secretly to this show right now? Like, I'm okay with it either. You know, it's not about me. But just, like, some of y'all are just listening. Some of y'all are secretly listening. You don't want anyone to know. Don't y'all know that men are looking? Like, people know what I do by it. I've been doing this for a very long time. I help women become the best women. So do you got all? I mean, do you realize all you got to do is be like, yo, yo, I was blessed by tonight's show, yo, yo, I can't believe, like, yo, now I know how to satisfy a man. Oh man, I'm hyped. My future husband's gonna love me. Like y'all are hiding this stuff. Y'all are actually and ironically the best possible women just because you're getting this knowledge. You know what I'm But you, a lot of you are afraid to express that knowledge that you've learned for fear of I don't know what the fear is. You got the knowledge, why not use it? I'm not telling anything I tell you all, you know it's not going to steer you in the wrong direction. So why hide that information? That is emotional unavailability. Men are looking for that. I've had men specifically tell me, like, yo, yo, I, yo you, like, your, your group, the women who listen to your show, they, they the truth. 
they're straight. Like, those are the coolest women I've ever met. But when I go into these other groups, when I go out into the world, when I go out into these clubs, I start dating these chicks who never heard of you. They're like, yo, I don't know what's going on. They're like, yo, man, can you, matter of fact, they're like, yo, can you do like a dating show? Can you do like some type of matchmaker? I need to be with one of these women that be listening to you. I talk to men every single day who say that type of stuff. But y'all hiding in the shadows. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all ain't listening to me, man. It's cool, though. You know what I mean? But trust me, these men are looking for the best possible women. You guys are the best possible women, specifically because you're listening to the show. All right? So that's the first thing on the list of how to satisfy your man. You got to be a quality woman. That's the first thing. You got to know what we are passionate about as men. You know, what? so what are some of those things? First, let's take some look. Get the notepads out, man. Come on. This, this class, this school, take, get the notepads out. Get the notepads out. Get the pens out. Take some notes. Cause write. I mean, seriously, write this stuff down. How does it? What? How do we need to be satisfied as men? There are about four major ways. I'm about to give them to you right now. Mental. Okay, and we'll talk about it. Mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. Okay, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional. Those are the four major ways that we have to be stimulated on a daily basis, okay? Again, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. If you can stimulate your man in those four major ways, you will have a man who will never cheat on you. You will have a man who will give you the world. You will have the best possible man who will treat you like the best possible woman if you stimulate him in those major ways. Okay. Here's the the problem with it is men are going to be stimulated in these ways one way or the uh, or another. Okay. We're going to get that stimulation at some point, whether or not that's going to be because we need it. That's what we crave. Yeah, and again, we've you know we just so you know we've done shows. If you're a listener, we did we did a show, how to love a black woman the right way. That was a barbershop talk. One of the women's all time favorite shows. With we had the fellas talking about specifically how to how to love a black woman. Check it, check it out in the archives, but this ain't that show. Tonight we're talking about how to love a black, or not even just a black man, just a man, the right way, okay? But, yeah, so mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. Let's break it down from the start at the top. Mental. Now, Courtney, if I'm dealing with you, but at the same time, you know, we never talk. I never really see you. You know, I work an eight-hour shift. You work an eight-hour shift. There's no really no communication. There's no text message. There's no phone calls. There's no emails. There's no mental stimulation. But I work in an environment where it's a lot of beautiful women there. Am I being mentally stimulated by you? No, you're not. Well, does that does that mean that I'm just not going to be mentally stimulated? No, of course not. It just means that the, my coworkers probably going to end up doing it. It just means that. You know the girl that I, you know, that's always at the gym at the after, you know, at five thirty when I go there straight from work. She's gonna mentally stimulate me. You know, and see the problem with it is a lot of times the mental stimulation is what leads to the physical stimulation. You know, actually I wouldn't even say the mental a lot of times leads to the emotional stimulation, and the emotional stimulation leads to the physical stimulation and the sexual stimulation, 
But again, that's not right, but that's just how it, you know, it, it goes often. Um, so, the, again, you got to mentally, you got to make sure your man is always thinking about you, whether he's thinking about giving you flowers, thinking about what your favorite color is, what are you, what are you doing after work, what are you doing this weekend, you know, how can we do some things together, how can I plan a future with her, what vacation would be nice for her, what would she like, what would put a smile on her face, you know, and vice versa. When there's that constant back and forth, then that is what keeps him mentally engaged, which is exactly where you want him. You know, if I'm always thinking about you, Courtney, do I really have time to be thinking about the girl at the gym or the coworker that's always that comes to work with the too tight skirt on? No, not at all, because I'm providing that mental stimulation to you. That's it. That's it. But the problem is a lot of men are walking around out here like zombies. They're the walking dead. They're not being stimulated. They got wives. They got girlfriends, but they're not really being stimulated. Uh, they're just walking around like a zombie. You know what I'm saying? And then next thing you know, they run into something. They bump into something. Them zombies, they don't, you know, the equilibrium be off, man. So they, they just happen to bump into something. They fall right into it. Boy, I tell you, I'm, y'all think I'm joking, but that's how it goes. But when he's stimulated, he snaps right out of that, that trance that he's in, and he's he's zoned in to the woman that he's with. But, again, if that's not there, it ain't happening. You know, there's nothing wrong with sending a text message, hey, baby, I'm thinking about you. How many of you guys do that? Whether it's your husband, your your boyfriend, your fiancé, you know what I mean? So, I mean, just really think about it. The guy that you're maybe interested in, or are you the are you the woman that's sitting back waiting for him to do it to you? You know what I mean? Or are you just thinking about, um, I ain't calling him. I'm gonna wait for him to call me first. I mean, think, have you ever did you? Think, I mean, we know you did that, Queen. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I wanted to make some comment about that. Yes, I have done that. I was the one that you know was just sitting back, twiddling my thumbs, and waiting on a text message and. Um, there would be opportunities to, you know, call the man I was dating or talking to, whatever the case may be, but I wouldn't take that opportunity because, for like a lot of women, they don't want to admit this, but um, a lot of women feel that if they show too much interest, which is, I mean, I'm just using that phrase, but a lot of us feel if we show, quote, unquote, too much interest, that makes us weak and that makes us in a position to be hurt by that man because we don't want to give off the impression that we're feeling you more than you're feeling us. And that comes from past negative experiences that we haven't got over. And unfortunately, that carries over into relationships. It carries over even into marriages. You know, women are scared to interact every day because of, you know, someone that hurt them in the past. You just hit the nail on the head, Courtney. You just hit the nail on the head. It's, it comes from that lack of or that fear of being vulnerable. If in, if in your life um, vulnerability has a negative connotation to it, you know, that's, that's a problem because that's emotional unavailability. Vulnerability is what's essential if you want love. You have to, have, you have to be vulnerable. You have to, you know, show a man that you're not afraid to submit to him. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that. Just because you submitted to someone, just because you were vulnerable with somebody and they hurt you, that has nothing to do with this new guy. So, again, you've got to put that – you're going to get 
you're going to get what you give out. If you don't give too much, if you sit back and wait for that text message, you wait for for him to pursue you, which is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard of in my life. You know, men are not pursuing women. That uh, pursue is a synonym for chase. You okay? I'm not chasing anyone. No one out here in 2016 is chasing women for what? Why? Think, I mean, think about it. if you are. I mean, really, just think about it. if you're a quality man. You're one of the best men. You're going to be getting chased. You guys know that. You guys see a man in a blazer. You know, you see a man in a suit. Y'all go crazy. You know, you see a man in church with his arms up. You see a man getting his praise. What actually pray praising God? Like you, you go crazy. You go and tackle that man. You, you see what I'm saying? So imagine how many other women, you know, have him on their radar. You know, so for that man to say, oh, my God, I've got to chase her, I've got to pursue her, that's ludicrous. Now, that doesn't mean that that type of stuff won't happen when it's mutual, when it's right. But for you to just not do anything and expect him to just chase you, like, that, you know, that just is, it, it's ludicrous. It's just, it would be no reason, and I don't care who you, I don't care who you are, I don't care what you look like. I don't care, you know, what you bring to the table. It's ludicrous, and it's just not going to happen. You need to understand. You have to show him why you are worthy of that attention. Otherwise, someone else is going to get that attention, okay? Now, it's nothing wrong with it being mutual, and that's how it should be. But again, I got to just on the last, last time, if you think he's going to chase you, you're delusional. He's got to put that out there, all right? So that's the the mental piece of it. There has to be that constant mental stimulation. If there's not, he's going to get it from somebody else. Okay. Now, let's get back to the spiritual. Let's talk about the spiritual. We're going to talk about physical. We're going to talk about emotional. But let's just talk about briefly spiritual. What does that even mean? A man has to be spiritually stimulated. So in the problem, I mean, come on, can we be real for a minute? Can we just break this down? The reality is, the spiritual aspect of things in in ninety percent of these relationships is non-existent to begin with. Why? Because the sex has been is present. Right? I mean, come on, let's let's keep it real. Because you can't start a relationship or, or start dating. Because it's not even a relationship in most cases. You can't start, you know, dealing with someone. You're feeling him. He's feeling you. Come on, follow me. I believe me. I did it. I've done all this. Y'all feeling each other like that. She got a nice butt. Oh, mm. he looked like he'd been working out. Okay. Hey, yeah, we can go out. We can go out on a date. You go out on a date, you're just lusting after each other. You're flirting with each other, salivating at the mouths. It's just like, oh, man, I can't wait to, you know, we get, forget the house. You, y'all making out in the, in the, in the car. You messing up your, your upholstery in your car, car, gripping each other up, climbing over the seats. You broke your whole, uh, Gear shifter, you're like, dang, now I gotta take it to the dealership. You, you, y'all are attacking each other, man. And next thing you, I mean, come on, y'all know it. Y'all been at the dealership because you messed something up, like that. Your, 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 your rear view mirror got broke off. You tried, he grabbed you, your whole, your shoulder knocked the whole thing off. Now you gotta go, y'all, come on, y'all know what y'all be doing in these seats. The seats are not made for that. He's pissed off because you, you scratched up his center console. Tussling, <laughs> <laughs> how y'all in there tussling? What you doing tussling 
in a in a in a car in a sports car in a you know what I mean? Shoot. But that's that's what happens. And so, um when you do that when and, you know, so you know that's the that's that's on the first date. You know what I mean? So if that's on the first date, you already know what's happened on, on Wednesday, right? I mean, Thursday night. Y'all getting y'all not even waiting for the weekend. So you figure there's really no time because a lot of times the whole thing happens outside of you might even go to church. But you might go to church and then you go out with him Sunday night. Y'all know how that after church, you know, feeling is like, man, I, I could I could really go for some some male attention right now. So now you from Sunday night it goes down and then you give it up Friday night when he says, Hey look, come by the crib. You didn't even have an opportunity to pray about that situation in church. You didn't even have an opportunity to con- to to even give him a chance to say, "Hey, look, let's go worship together," or anything like that. It didn't even get to that spiritual level. Because most sex, be clear, most sexual situations take place within that first week. Steve Harvey talking about some ninety days—that's crazy. Nobody's waiting ninety days for sex nowadays. The sex is going out on either a first night, and certainly by the first weekend in most cases. And so what happens is there's never an opportunity for him to even look at you from a spiritual standpoint, let alone be stimulated spiritually by you. God, I mean, because, you know, even even if, let's just say even if you guys do get it in and then, you know, magically, and I don't even like that word, but I'll say it because that's what it really is. Magically, you end up, because it ain't of God, so it's obviously, you know what magic is, magically, you end up in some type of quote unquote relationship. There ain't no God in that because y'all you started out having sex, you, and so that becomes the new foundation for the whole situation. Now you've been getting it in on and off for you know six months. At what point? I mean, because you know when you and you, when you living in an unrepentant state of sin, there's no opportunity for God to bless it because you've now distanced yourself from God. You say, hey, look, God, I want to do, I want to get it in. I want. I want my boobs sucked on. I mean, come on, you know that's that's what it is, right? I mean, you come on, I'm laughing. That's what it is. I want, you know, I want some things to. I want to be touched, and so unfortunately, that's fine. But God says, okay, that's cool. That's what you want to do. I'm gonna go ahead and remove myself. I'm gonna step away. God be like, I'm gonna step away for a minute, and you come back when you or y'all are, you know, ready. You know, for me, but that time, for unfortunately for most, never comes. So they continue and continue and continue in a state of unrepentant sin, and they wonder why they ain't getting blessed. They wonder why it's been five years and he ain't, you know, proposed. Proposed for what? Proposed for what? The only real relationships are the ones that are included by God, you know, or that include God. So, you know, it's no surprise that he's been stringing you along. It's no surprise that he's been hitting it raw for, you know, however long. So, see, in most, so what I'm saying is most of these situations, there is no spiritual stimulation. So, let's say now that you actually do have someone where you say, you know what, I'm not going to have sex. You know, we're not going to go there. You know, we are going to practice what we preach. Because how y'all are on Facebook posting scriptures in the mornings, you know what I mean? But by the end of the night, y'all getting it in. Don't let me put up a survey tonight. Yo, when's the last time y'all had sex? I mean, I mean, and I'm not judging. I'm not judging anybody because there was plenty of times when I was out there doing things I didn't have any business doing. But at the same time, still love God. I'm not saying you can't love God. I'm not questioning your spirituality, but I'm just saying 
when you when you do certain things, it totally removes God from the equation. I mean, really think about it. how many single women are out there, you know, that are in fact having sex, but at the same time wondering why they haven't been blessed with love. If you're wondering why you haven't been blessed blessed with love, ask yourself when's the last. <laughs> I was about to say something crazy, but no, I'm not even gonna go to that. That was 2007 data, but. I'm just saying, if you're doing certain things, you know what I mean, then you can't question why you're in a situation that you are. You know what I mean? People out here eating booty like groceries and stuff. Everybody loves that song. They told me like, "Yo, what the heck?" Nicki Minaj got the got the verse on the the goes down in the DM. You know what I mean? It's that a lot of yo y'all. I've seen women get hyped. When that verse comes on, they love it. Like, yeah, I'm looking for a dude that can eat the. I'm like, what? I said, yo, you wild? Are you wilding out? Are you eating ass too? Pinky sweat, pinky sweat. Like what? Pinky sweat that you eating the ass? Like what? Yo, it's some freaks out here, Courtney. What you be listening? And that that's just what I'm just talking about. What Courtney did when I got in her car. She gave me a ride up to the, the you know, I mean, the dealership, and that's what that's how she reacted. I'm not even talking about. I'm saying what Courtney really? did. You see what I'm saying? She got real. real high. She talking about pinkies. I'm like pinkies. Where? What the heck? Yeah, some people don't, don't know what I'm talking me. about. <laughs> so, yo, Google it after the show, man. And some if you yo, if y'all miss, see this is what y'all love, man. This is what y'all this is what y'all want, right? That's cool. We can, but don't get it twisted. Everything we talked about from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock is just as important. Just as important. If not, I mean, really more. We're just having some fun right now. But don't get that twisted. But I was going to say, if y'all missed our special from a few live shows ago, it goes down in the DM, social media hookups. You better hit them archives because that show was crazy. So... So that's the the spiritual aspect of things. You know, once you get to that point, though, then that's when you can get in. I mean, really, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's nothing really to talk about with that because once you get to that point, you, you, you're, you know, you're pretty much home free. If you can get to a, you know, a significant relationship status with a man of God, someone who loves God, who goes to church, you go to church too, you're incorporating God into your relationships, you're, you've made a conscious decision not to fornicate because with the sole purpose of loving God, 90% of the time things are going to fall into place. It's really not hard. Dating and relationships really isn't hard. You just got to put yourself into a position where you're doing things God's way, when you're incorporating him into it. Once you do that, it's either, you know the relationship is either going to sink or, or, or swim. You know, either meaning either he's gonna roll out because okay, you're you're one of the good girls and I'm looking for a freak. He's either gonna roll out or he's you're gonna be exactly what he's looking for. So it's one of the two. So either way, you're good. So, but you, but again, you got to get to that point. You got to stop being a freak. You got to put the toys away because that's already gonna put you into a sexual state of mind. Say, so what do you wait? What are you saying? I'm saying. Once you're single, but you're not having sex, a lot of women say, well, okay, I'm single, but I'm still going to do some stuff to to carry myself over, to maintain. <laughs> I got to be able to function at work. So I'm just going to 
you know, do some stuff on my on my own. But that again, that's you know, do that stuff and then go try to read your Bible. See how well that works out for you. You still got to incorporate God into not only your relationship but into the, you know, your life when you're not in a relationship. That's the only way you'll get into a relationship. You'll create an, an environment to be found. You know, Courtney, you got to put the toys away. You understand that? I don't have any, but yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. See, Courtney got the guilty conscience. I wasn't talking about you. I'm just speaking generally. She said, "Like I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that anymore." You know what I mean? But so, so that's the physical side of things. Hopefully, you know, you guys get that. Um, you know, emotional, and that's really the. You know, I think the the needs to be the foundation. Well, actually, you know, they're all important. I won't say the foundation, but it needs to be a part of the foundation because you look at things like emotional availability, meaning being uh, healed from past situations. And what I, you say, well, what does that have to do with a relationship? Well, it has everything to do with it because a lot of times a man will be dealing with you, but you will not trust him. And a lot of times you won't not you you will, you won't trust him specifically because of things that other men have done to you. <clears throat> and so because of that, it's like, hold on, I'm trying to be a good dude to you, but you don't even trust me, so why am I going to put forth this effort? Why am I going to marry you? Why am I going to treat you like a queen when you don't even view me as a king? You view me as, a, as some type of dude that abused you back in the day. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to love you. And so, and that, believe me, that is very common. You're hold you're 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 checking his phone, you're trying to snoop into his email passcodes. It was a ridiculous and this is no disrespect, shout out to Tamika, but she posed a question in the group that I wanted to talk about, you know, here publicly. You know, I mean it was a good question, but it was a question of, you know, you you have uh you know, your husband uh receives a, a friend's request on Facebook from your you know, one of your coworkers. You know, and you so he accepts it and she's always asking the asking you, you know, how are things going? How's your man? How's how's your family? This and that and next thing you know, you look up and you see her on his social media page. Now, here's this is what I want to talk about. This is I mean, this is very important. Please listen. Yes, there are many cases and there are gonna be cases where your quote unquote friends, your associates your coworkers, they're going to be plotting on your man. I've gotten some looks. You know, you know hopefully Danny's not listening, but you know what I mean. I've, you know, people be plotting. People, everyone is not your friend. People be, you know, giving looks. People be sending hidden friends requests. That stuff is going to happen no matter what you do, ladies. You're gonna get that, okay? Um, but it's all about, and vice versa. I mean, you know, you're gonna have to have some level of, not some level, but a high level of trust in these relationships. Otherwise, it's not gonna work out anyway. So, I mean, in that situation, if if he gets a friend's request, I don't know too many guys who are denying friends' requests from women they don't know. I don't, I don't know too many guys who do that. I mean, I don't do that. Um, but then, you know, somebody mentioned, well, you know, you're a, you're a talk showist, you're an author. Like, okay. But I mean, even if I wasn't, I mean, it really has nothing to do with it because there's some, everyone does something, whether you're a athlete, whether you're a, just a popular guy, I mean, you're going to have people checking you out. So I don't know too many guys who 
filter their friends list. It's like, okay, if you get a request, especially if you get a, a request from a beautiful woman. I mean, I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. It would be nice to say, oh, she's too beautiful. I don't know her. Let me hit deny. Come on. Come on. It's not going to happen. Ladies, I'm just not, and that, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean that she's gonna hit him up on the DM, you know what I'm saying? The Facebook inbox, and he's gonna get into some type. That's stuff from ten years ago. You got to get that, that that stuff out your minds. That's the paranoia. That's the insecurity. If you listen, if you are in a quality relationship, it shouldn't matter who's on his Facebook page. It shouldn't matter who's on your Facebook page. Especially if he's not interacting. Do you guys know? Just I mean, just really look at my page. Look at all my pages. Do you know how many beautiful women follow me or, or, or you know, on my friends list? Follow me on Instagram. I mean, seriously, I'm not hitting them up on on the DM. I'm not inboxing them. They're not inboxing me. I'm not poking them. They're not. There's no poking wars going on. Y'all know about the poking wars. Back, you've been. Some of y'all been poking people for three years. It's like, yo, when we go poke each other for real. I mean, come on, keep it real. Y'all know what the how that's like. You log in, check your notifications. Oh, you've been poked by so and so. What's the first thing you do? You click on the page to see what what it's hitting for. Y'all know, you know what I mean? Before you poke back, and you like, hmm, oh, you look kind of good. Oh, you got some stuff going on. Let me let me poke you back. Next thing you know, he pokes you back. You poke, y'all got poke. You never, a no inbox has been exchanged, but y'all been poking for the last, you know, six months. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Next thing you know, like, I'm not talking about that type of stuff. I'm not talking about that type of stuff. I'm saying when you have a quality man, it's just a follower. It's just, you know what I mean? He doesn't know. Like, there's, see, in an ideal situation, that man wouldn't even know who that woman was. You see, I'm sure she didn't just hit him up. Oh, hey, hey, you know I, I work with your wife, right? But I've been checking you out on the low. So what's up? No, no she's probably not going to say that. So why would he think anything of it? Now, whereas uh, I think Tamika was inferring that there's something wrong with the fact that he accepted the the friends request. This is what we're talking about tonight. You've got to be trust. You got to trust him, and you yourself have to be trustworthy. If that is not happening. The relationship is over to begin with. But, yeah, if you guys aren't familiar with that thread, add yourselves to the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group. Check it out. You know, we talk about a lot of these issues on a regular basis. And that was just a, a good conversation, a conversation that's indicative of of uh, a lot of problems out here, actually. If you're monitoring your, your, your mate's page, you're stalking his page, you're checking to see, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so are now friends. Like, you watch for those notifications and you question who is she to you? Like, that's a lack of trust. Now, again, if you see some stuff that's inappropriate, like he's liking her pictures, she's liking every single picture, she's, he's, you know, they're commenting, they're flirting in certain stuff that's inappropriate, then, yeah, you know, obviously that needs to be addressed. But, yeah, I'm not talking about that. Just that the, the friend's request in and of itself, to me, is not an issue. How do you feel about that? Um, You know, that was a good question that she asked i i didn't look at it as you know not trusting my man in the situation or thinking that anything was going on but i i can see you know where i think that tamika was coming from uh, with that question just because a lot of women are you know i won't say undercover hoes but yeah i do want to say that because they're secretly lusting um after your man like that does really happen and so i think 
she was probably viewing it, and I would view it as just being weird. It's like if you've never met this person, you never interacted with this person, what is, why are you, you know, requesting them as a friend? That's how I looked at it. Yeah, it just doesn't matter. It's, I mean, it's social <laughs> media. It's certain, uh, ironically, social media can be extremely important. Like if a man is with you, but he's not claiming you on social media, if he's not linking the profiles, if it, you know, if he's trying to hide you, if he's opposed to you tagging him at all, then yeah, he's probably not taking you seriously. Um, so from that perspective, it, it can be very serious. But then other other stuff is just like, come on, who cares? It's a friend's request. Like it's not that serious. All right, so there's that. So again, we're talking about stimulation. A major part of uh, what of what men need to be stimulated is trust. Not only trust, but support. You know, support. Do you support my dreams? Do you support my job? Do you support things that I'm passionate about? You know, I hope most of you have heard our my special. I mean, my uh, story from back in the day on. Uh, you know, tennis, how my, my wife, when we first met, she used to come out and support me, um, you know, in the in the, the, the cold, the fall season ran, sometimes ran into late October, November. One time there was snow on the ground. She sat out there. I actually lost in the championship, um, you know, in, the, in, in late October. She sat out there with a parka on. Snow was coming down. It was like this hail type of stuff coming on. We had to actually – Stop the match because it got too bad and pick it up the next day and it was still cold out. She still came back out. I ended up losing in the championship. <clears throat> that was actually my first season, uh, my very first season in the league that I'm in about seven, eight years ago. Lost in the championship. I actually lost in the championship several times. Uh, the last two seasons, I've won the last two consecutive championships. But early on, there was a lot of losing. Well, I was always good, but, you know, losing in the playoffs, losing in the championship, you know what I'm saying, but still supporting me in that way. And, um, you know, fast forward, you know, here we are. But, I mean, that's the type of stuff early on. A lot of women I know, they'll say, well, <clears throat> you know, uh, you 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 know, I'll, I'll do that stuff once we get married. I'll do that for my husband. I'll do that for my man. You know, if he's my man, shoot. I ain't sitting out in no snow. Shoot. He not, I mean, are you talking about if he's my, my boyfriend? Have we been together for six months? They, they they looking at it like that. I'm like, well, how do you think you get to that point? What do you think happens in his mind that even makes him want to be with you, you know, to begin with? You got to do that stuff first to be viewed. You don't get a promotion before you do anything. You gotta work some overtime to get a promotion. You gotta, you know, you gotta actually do something. You know what I mean? You gotta actually do the work. And so a lot of women don't look at it that way, and then they wonder why he never committed. They wonder why they haven't gotten a ring. They wonder why they've got a ring, but he never actually scheduled the, the the actual wedding. There's stuff that has to be done, and a lot of that has to do with support. Okay. Now again, this all this stuff. Don't we'll do we'll switch it up. You know, ninety percent of these shows we do are switched up. But you know, tonight is what women can do to be, you know, to to have their man sustained and satisfied. Uh, what else? What other? What else? With uh, as far as emotional, um, you have to uh, communicate. Okay, communication is 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 key. I mean, how many? Let's keep, and I'm not talking about when things are good. 
see, I, you know, when people talk about communication, when they think about communication, it's like, okay, we're on good terms. So, yeah, I talk, yeah, we, we laugh, we joke, okay. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about on Friday night, you know, when y'all are having a good time. I'm talking about Wednesday afternoon when y'all are getting in the fighting, when y'all are not seeing eye to eye on each other. How do you communicate then? Or do you not communicate at all? Or do you just, quote, unquote, shut down? You know, y'all know how that goes. Some of y'all are non-confrontational, so you don't argue. You just shut down. You close yourself. You give them the silent treatment. What's wrong with you? Nothing. You know, nothing. Well, see, what y'all, one of the biggest myths and misconceptions about men is that we, are, we aren't communicators. We don't like to talk. I don't know who made that up, who did, somebody just said it, thought it sounded good. That's, I've, you know, I've never met a man who doesn't like to talk. It's, just, it's, a, it's ridiculous. All men like to talk. What men don't like to do is argue, okay? It's, it's, we don't like to deal with the foolishness. We don't like to deal with the wall, the silent treatment, that you know, the attitude. We would rather not talk than deal with that. You see what I'm saying? You're like, well, why are you, just, why are you not talking? You're just talking too much. You don't know how to shut up. You know what I mean? You don't know how to effectively communicate your feelings without having an attitude, and that's what we don't like. So you shut down, which makes us shut down, and then, but guess what? There's somebody else out there who ain't shut down. There's somebody else out there who, instead of having the attitude, always has a smile for them. You know, it's, and I can't stress enough, guys. I mean, this is not popular. No one wants to hear this, but when you've been with that guy for a certain amount of time and depending on the nature of the relationship, the attitude is just there. That's just a, a fixture of the relationship. That is like, I mean, but y'all are still together. You know how that goes. It's like y'all y'all together, but y'all always got to argue. There's always an argument brewing or there's always an attitude on one person. That stuff gets old. No one wants to deal with it. No one wants to deal with these niggas in the streets trying to kill us, the, the, the racist boss at the job trying to fire us and then have to come home and deal with your attitude? That you know, come on ladies. He'll go straight to his jump offs house. He's talking to a guy today. Got like five different jump offs. It's crazy today, literally, I was talking to him for about an hour. Got like five different chicks. Now obviously, you know, he's not anybody that you guys want to deal with, but we the point is we actually got to talking about I was like, Well what's up with the chick? Like what's up with her? Like, you not happy? We're like what's What's really going on with y'all? Man, she just be, you know what I'm saying, this and that, blah, 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 and just, you know. And it's like that, that kind of, I mean, I'm not going to go too deep into the conversation, but the contents of that conversation is what so many women need to be focused on. You know what I'm saying? What was he saying? What was he thinking? What would make a man even want to have a jump off, let alone five jump offs? Because he, he loved the chick. I mean, you know, he he spoke very highly of her It's just he's unhappy In the situation And again I'm not making excuses for him I'm just explaining it He's dead wrong He knows it But see A lot of women they make this stuff about right or wrong He's not We don't. That's not how these men's, men's conversation goes The conversation isn't about right or wrong It's like yo He's like look I know I'm wrong I'm like yeah you know you're wrong right That's not even a question It's like But why are you doing Like what's the reason you know what I mean, and that's the what what so what gets missed so often. You know what I mean. Well, if a man isn't happy, why don't he just leave? 
Well, he doesn't want to leave. He Maybe he loves you. Maybe he actually wants to be with you. He's just unhappy with how things are. As a woman, wouldn't you rather know what those things are? You know what I'm saying? Then just say, well, why don't you just leave if you ain't happy? No, nah, that's where the self-reflection comes in. 90% of these men out here, if they're with you, they want to be with you. They just don't want to be dealing with the stuff they got to deal with. So, And I'm just, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know. It's weird. You guys, you wouldn't even believe. People, like this guy I was talking to, he didn't know I, I do what I do. He doesn't know nothing about me. People just tell me stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? People just talk to me. They just start telling me their life, life stories. He was just going off. and I mean, that's just how it goes for some reason. You know, and so he doesn't know I'm a counselor. But I'm literally counseling. He just didn't even know it. So it's deep, though. Uh, so that's the physical. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, we're just kind of touching on certain things. But obviously there's a number of uh, things from an emotional standpoint that are extremely important as far as uh, sustaining and satisfying a man. Uh, let's talk about... We talked about the spiritual, we talked about the mental, emotional. What do you say we talk about the physical, Courtney? Can we do that? Yes, we can. You talk, Courtney's talking about, oh, yes, yes, we can. I know it's going well. That's what she's been waiting on. You you mean we about to talk about what I can do uh, physically? (laughs) Courtney, like, trying to sound all calm. Yes, oh, sure, absolutely, sure, yes, we can. <laughs> Talking about, look, sound like Barack Obama, yes, we can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shoot. He's crazy, oh, Courtney. Yo, y'all know crazy. Crazy, uh, Courtney's crazy, right? I just want y'all to know that. Like, like I like, I know her, know her. Like, she's really, like, crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna start keeping it real on this show, man. I'm gonna stop fronting and just start keeping it real, cause y'all. I mean, y'all know this, right? Like this whole show, you know, we've we've only just scratched the surface of realness. I mean, I'm just y'all know that, right? Like this is not real. We're just talking, but we could keep it a lot more real than we do. And so in 2016 and and beyond, we're gonna start doing it. People have been listening. Say what? What do you mean? What? I thought how could it get any real? He said, he said, yo, we know, but trust me, we're going to start really keeping it real with y'all because it's just, there's no reason not to. But, so the physical, though, um, where do we even start there? You know, we talked about how the physical has the ability to take away, right? But the physical is not the problem. Because the physical is actually very much so needed even in the getting to know you phase. Because let's keep it real. I mean, you know, no one dates anyone without there being some level of attraction, right? I mean, you know, why would you? So if there's an attraction and you're viewing this person as someone who's going to have a significant part in your life moving forward, at some point, you, you know, you're going to be physical, you know, if if we're being honest, that doesn't mean you're going to end up in the parking lot outside the restaurant messing up your, you know, your your rear view mirror, messing up your center console, you get, you know what I mean, you're tussling. That doesn't mean that. But at the same time, it's nothing wrong with a little holding hands in the movie theater. You know, you go to the movie tavern, you might want to lift the, you know, lift the, the armrest up and snuggle a little bit. It's nothing wrong with that. It's okay for Christians to do that. People are like, oh, my gosh, really? It's, yo, it's fine. 
You know, the problem is when people take it too far, but if we're being honest with each other, there's nothing wrong with being affectionate. In fact, that is what builds that bond. You know, it's what it's it's is a very thin line between the physical and the sexual. You know, and and I spoke about this a few years ago. There's there's only there's a very small percentage of of people, but specifically of women who are able to effectively balance the the you know the line between you know just cuddling maybe even a little smooch and and, and doing what ultimately leads to that woman being viewed in a purely sexual manner it's a very thin line between being able to stimulate a man from a physical standpoint without making him causing him to just lose respect for you and there's nothing wrong with a little bit of flirting and there will be flirting if you when you like somebody but some women take that you know that that flirting that interest that playful the playfulness and they make it something perverted you know they you know it's and which is unfortunate you know it's because that is the key to keeping a man's attention you know it's it's a way that you can dress in a classy but beautiful and maybe even sexy manner and have a man view you with like wow she looks good like wow that's what's up i can't wait to you know for her to be my wife one day and for me to be able to enjoy this from a marriage standpoint you know i want her to be mine it's a it's a you know it's it's a certain way that you can do that without him actually saying damn i just want to hit that tonight and please don't it's it's very it's very few women that can do that cuz a lot of women let's keep it real a lot of women go out of their way not just they don't just do it a lot of women go out of their way to look sexy and to put a man into a sexualized state of mind but with with no intention of actually having sex with that man and that is what gets women smashed off and ultimately dogged and never called again because their their goal their purpose is to you know make them want to have sex with them but not actually have sex with them because they don't want to be viewed as a hoe but you've already messed up when you try when you intentionally try to make him think about sex without giving him sex but the best women are able to have a man look at you and desire you but not to the point of sacrificing his spirituality. You know what I mean? And again, it's very, very, very few women that can walk that tightrope. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Most of them, a lot of people won't even understand what I'm talking about. You understand? In fact, you're one of those women, so I'm not even going to ask you. Say, no, I'm playing. Say, no. Say, no. <laughs> What's your thoughts, though? I can't stand you. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're right. And um, a lot of us women, we we do, as I love to say, do the most <laughs> as far as um, how we carry ourselves and wardrobe. Um, you know, a lot of us will intentionally wear, check this out, like intentionally wear like extra tight dresses to church. And so it's like... <laughs> To show that man, okay, we're spiritual, but then at the same time to show that man what we're working with. Like, I've seen that. And um, 
and uh, and you know a lot of us feel like well he's interested in us so you know me showing him you know what I'm working with and him having that little fantasy about me isn't really a big deal like he's still going to marry me and he's still going to want me but then now you put him into a lustful state of mind and now all he can think about is having sex with you and it's once he starts doing that is hard, it's difficult, if not impossible, to go back from viewing you lustfully to, you know, respectfully, like he did initially. <clears throat> That's 100% right. You know, and what happens is that transformation, it never goes back to how it was, right? It never goes back to you. It's like, okay, well, I want us to, I want, to, I want him to view me in a sexualized way, but I don't want to actually have sex, so maybe we can just go back to us being whatever, but that's not how it works. And so I think what we've got to do is we've got to help women understand that it is a a desire of us to view you in that special way. We we don't want to um, look at you in a sexualized way, okay? I think, matter of fact, Courtney, give, I think we're having some technical difficulties. Real quick, give me one sec because I don't want to lose our people. I'm just going to play. We're going to take a quick five-minute break. I think I know what's happening. I'm just going to play a little song, and we're going to be back in like two seconds. Y'all don't go anywhere because I've got some other stuff I want to talk to y'all about. Give me one sec. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've been here before, girl. On this shit again, but we didn't come too far to stop or give up. And I know you think it's better to just leave, and this is where we disagree. But I know I'm shooting with my words, cause I've got only words. You know my actions are louder than what you heard. I'm tired of this arguing, and I wish for one. Alright, guys, I think we're all good now. I know what happened. Sorry, but that was that was that was actually my fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you when it's my fault. All right, that was my fault tonight. But you know what I'm saying? Normally, when, when y'all start having these, hearing these technical things, it ain't my fault. Trust me and believe that. But nah, say, Courtney, are we are you back? Do we are we all good? Yes. Are right, we all good? So yeah, like I said though. So we're we're talking tonight right now, real quick, about the physical side and how that often plays a major role in how men are going to view you, how the, the what path that relationship is going to take. Again, and it starts, it's going to start with and will always end with how you present yourself to that man. Now, we're not even talking about in the context of a relationship. I'm talking about to even get to that point. And the, the actual relationship, interestingly enough, is going to be determined by how you guys started out. Because a lot of people are in actual relationships, but based on because of how things started, it's, it never got to that point of him viewing you as a future wife. I know women who've had trains ran on them, but they ended up just staying with the dude, and they've been together for three, four years. You're thinking, oh, man, this is my boo. We, that was just my jump off or whatever in the beginning, but now we actually love each other. We you know, we even have a kid together. He didn't forget about what his homie did to you. That man will never forget about what his homie. He may be with you. He may even have a kid with you, but it's all about how that man is viewing you, which is, which is, which is important. So the physical plays a huge role. But in the context of a relationship, we're talking about how you need, how he needs to be satisfied, how he needs to be stimulated. And again, I'm not even talking about marriage right now. He's, you know, the affection. 
you know the the just the the way he can look at you the anticipation is what I was thinking of you know not how I'm gonna blow your back out but just I can't wait to just be in her presence I can't wait to give her a massage I can't wait to hold her hand as we walk through the park I can't wait to smell that that sweet you know perfume or the that that hair gel fresh out the shower smell you know not the ten day old weave smell. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> that smells like Egyptian musk or something. Like no, not not that. You know what I mean, ladies? What kind of perfume do y'all wear, man? Like what kind of smell goods y'all got on, man? Y'all need some. Some of y'all, you know what I mean? Y'all be smelling like nothing. You know, it's good to get some Bath and Body Works. It's good to go to Bloomingdale's, go to Macy's, ask the the you know the uh, pendant. What's new? What's fresh? You know what I'm saying? What's what do men like? What what what's the what's your top seller? Just you know, switch it up. Spend sixty, seventy dollars on some good perfume, some nice, beautiful. I mean, a, 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 the scent of a woman. Y'all ever see that movie Al Pacino? I I, I want to like that movie, but I can't really like it. But so much because Al Pacino won the Academy Award for Scent of a Woman in the year that Denzel Washington should have won for Malcolm X. A lot of people, everybody knows he didn't win for that. But I know that's that's who actually won. And you can't really be mad that Al Pacino won, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously he's a great actor, but it's just like, dang, that's the year that Denzel, you know, should have won for Malcolm X. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. But, yes, there's something about, that's just some trivia for y'all, but it's something about a son of a woman. That drives a man crazy and will want to make him be in your presence. Think about that. Just some, just something to think about. Just you know, that's some free advice right there. Um, what else though? What else from a physical standpoint? You know, go out to a to a lounge. Maybe do some. There's nothing wrong with a little dancing. I'm not talking about the type of dancing that they did in The Perfect Guy when Sanaa Lathan ended up. On the on the sink in the bathroom in the basement of the reggae club. Some of y'all may remember our our classic special on the perfect guy, how to avoid dealing with a psycho. That was a crazy show. But um, you know, check out the archives if you missed it. I'm not talking about that type of dancing. I'm not talking about the Love Jones dancing, or maybe I am. You know what I mean? But just the Love Jones dancing that didn't lead to, you know, her getting smashed off on the first night. What did those two movies have in common? You know, Nia Long got smashed off first night. Sanaa Lathan got knocked off first night. How many more movies have y'all seen where the women give it up on the first night? Is very much so accurate as far as what's going on out here. The physical is leading to a breakdown in the spiritual, the emotional, and the mental. There has to be some separation there. But again, that's not to say that the physical is not important or is not needed because it is. Because the physical is the foundation for what will ultimately lead to all of those other things. But you got to do it the way it's meant to be done. God never said you can't have a little fun. God never said you can't be affectionate. Some of y'all, y'all too holy. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, these dudes ain't going to Bible study every Friday night. Sometimes they want to have a little bit of fun. 
You know what I mean? He's not praying with you 100% of the time. He, sometimes he want, they want to have some, do some other stuff. You know, I mean, it's cool. To, all this social media stuff is cool, but he might want to tickle you a little. He may want, you know, I don't know. But it's okay to have some Christian fun. It's okay for, you know, to live a little bit. You know, I went out with my wife over the weekend. You know, I don't know if y'all saw the pictures, but I'll say we had a very nice time. I'll just say that, you know what I mean? Very nice time. Nothing wrong with that. Okay? What I mean, how do you, you feel about that, Corey? I mean, you know, did you ever take the physical to the extreme? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Clearly. I mean, <laughs> what? We had to say something? No. No, that's it. Clearly, clearly, you took oh. it to the extreme. I mean, that's you know, that's obvious. But let me tell you, let me well, a couple things. Cause like I said, I, y'all, y'all got me, man. I ain't trying to be here all night. We're not going to no midnight. I'm just wanting to talk to y'all for a little bit, man. But one, one, one last thing that I want, a couple last things that I wanted to uh, touch on as far as stimulation. Let me tell y'all something. I talked about this in my audio book. You know what women need to know but don't want to hear. Many of you guys got that a few years ago. Double disc CD. Um, you know, check it out if you haven't already got it. But um it's it's voluntary time apart. Okay? Voluntary time apart is very important. You know, the voluntary time apart I'm gonna tell y'all what it is. A lot of people mis misconstrue this. Because this is usually what happens. This is the what causes relationships to fail. Or I'll say this is what causes many potentially great relationships to fail. What you have is you meet somebody, and you guys know how this goes. You meet somebody, you like them, they like you, and you guys just have this chemistry. So because you have this chemistry, you talk all, every day. You you text every day. Every You know, after you get off, y'all hook up. You know, on the weekends, you spend literally the whole weekend together. Same thing the next week. And it's just like there's that time. You know, it's just like you and you're enjoying it. You're enjoying it. You, you can't get enough of the person. A lot of times there ends up being sex in there, which is a whole problem in and of itself. But it's every waking minute you're with, you're together. Any possible time where you could be together is where you know you're together. And so, obviously, there's no time apart. But what you need is what's called voluntary time apart in order for the relationship to survive. Voluntary time apart is the time when you actually could be together, right? Like, now I'm not, see, going to work is not voluntary time apart. That's mandatory time apart. You're not going to be there. You have to work. If you have, if you're in school, you, you know, you're not going to be with that person. So that's, that doesn't count. The voluntary time apart is the time where you could be together after work. You could be together on the weekends, but you are making an active decision not to be together, a conscious decision not to be together. You know, you could be together on a Friday night, but, you know, hey, I'm going to go hang out with the homies. You know, I'm going to go, you know, you go with your girlfriends, I'm going to go with the homies, we'll meet up tomorrow or the next day. And what that does is it gives you a time to uh, a time to miss each other. One, but also time to appreciate the time that you do get to spend together, and because what happens is otherwise, if you if you if you're together all the time, you never have that time to miss each other. You never have time to appreciate each other, because you take it for granted. Eventually, slowly but surely, the novelty wears off, and then you end up resenting each other. You end up getting on each other's nerves without even realizing it. And then what ends up happening is you guys are in bliss. 
but then that bliss turns to, you know, one major blow up. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And it's somewhere around the six month mark. You're like, oh my, we never even fought, but then we had this fight, and it's just like boom, it's like a time bomb just went off. Why did that happen? Because you didn't even see that you were getting on each other's nerves, and it just, you know, it just blew up. You know, and that's why that voluntary time apart is essential. I've seen it happen to many couples, you know, because, you know, I mean, if, if you're one of those guys where you're with the chick, you're with the homies, but then you meet somebody and then you just disappear, they never hear from you again, you know, it, that's not good. Ladies, you you know, your girlfriends, you never hang out with your girlfriends just because you got a man all of a sudden, you're going to be, it's not, it's going to be temporary. You ever had that happen to you, Courtney? Yes, some people told me I fell off the face of the earth. They're like, well, we didn't see you all winter. Where did you go? And, um, yeah, I mean, because I was doing stuff. And, um, yeah, the only thing that can happen that can take someone, male or female, away from their, their friends like that is sex. You know what I mean? Like, that's basically, I mean, you're not just hanging out with somebody, you know, without sex to the point of cutting off all your friends. So that's a major part of relationships. It's a major part of marriage even. you got to have that voluntary time apart, okay? And that's that's something that is essential to us as men. Now, if we're talking marriage, that's, you know, Prior to marriage, but you know, for 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 my married couples out there, you know, sex, you know, making love is a an integral part of relationships. It's funny, uh, uh, really, of marriages. Um, you hear people talk about, oh, you know, first thing that happens once you get. They told me the homies told me he was like, yo, I'm gonna tell you one thing. My homie, <laughs> I'm not gonna put his name out there. He was like, when I was getting married. He told me, I don't know if this is too much information, but he told me, he was like, yo, I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to give you the number one thing, man, that's going to help you survive this marriage. I was like, well, I'm not even married. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, yo, I'm going to give you something. He's like, yo, he gave me this site. He gave me this porn site. I said, what? I said, yo. He was like, yeah, I'm not even, <laughs> even going to put the name out there. He was just like, yo, right, take it, put this number, put this uh, website in your phone. He's like, this is going to be your best friend once you get married because the sex is done. He's like, trust and believe. He's like, any sex, you, it, it, it's, that's the first thing to go. No sex. I said, what the heck? He's like, yo, sick. I was like, yo, you tripping, man. So, you know what I mean? But that's, that's you, and the fellas know, like, that's how people think. That's the myth. That's the, you know, that's the whole thing. And we weren't even having sex. You know what I'm saying? But that's the whole, you know, problem with relationships is that that's the case. You know what I'm saying? It ends up being true. Couples stop having sex. They stop being intimate. They stop doing the things that got them, in many cases, got them to even want to be together for the rest of their lives. And so, um, yes, I mean, making love is, is a very important part of any marriage. Okay? Very important. And so, and there's nothing wrong with that because now we're talking the big leagues, big leagues. You know, you have real problems. I mean, if you're a husband, the Bible even says, what does the Bible say? Do not withhold sex from your 
for your husband, you know, for for he both of y'all not to fall into temptation. God knows what's going on out there. God knows that there's temptation. God knows that there's these these hoes out there, these thoughts, you know, waiting, lying in the in the cut, waiting for their opportunity. And so, yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta make time. How you feel about that, Courtney? Yeah, I'm all about it when it's time, when it's the right time for me in the context the of marriage. What the heck? Hey. She, she said, I'm all I just, about I'm it. I'm a girl. <laughs> Courtney said, she said, I'm all about it. She said, you ain't got to tell me twice. You ain't got to tell me twice. Look, guys, I'm out there. Like I said, we haven't been live for a little while. I wanted to come back live tonight. I've actually had a very long day. I've been up since about 5 o'clock this morning. Y'all figured out when y'all get the kids and got the wife and taking kids to school. It's, all, it's a blessing, though. It's all a blessing. But you still got to make time for the things that you love. And this show is one of the things I love. So, I, you know, I, I will always make time for the show. You know, maybe not be, may not be as often as I might like or you guys might like. But, you know, we'll keep the live shows coming. Uh, and uh, and that's what it is, man. I want to thank everybody for listening in tonight on um, on just how to maintain a successful relationship, man. You know, because that's really what it is. It's not about men. It's not about women. It's about how to maintain a successful relationship. Um, you know, what what do men need to be stimulated? What do women need to be stimulated? Take these shows, put them together. And in fact, I'll you know I'll go ahead and I'll post all the links together because they all serve a purpose. I mean, I mean, over the years. I'll put all four of them. I'll put the first Cater to You show out there on a, on a link. I'll post it tomorrow. I'll put this show, okay, Cater to You Part 2. I'll put How to Love a Black Woman the Right Way on there. And then I'll put the fourth show, which is an all-time classic, on War Room, How to Build and Maintain a Successful Relationship. Those four shows, guys, if you listen to them all in their entirety, you know, you, you will have all of the ingredients necessary in order to get everything you want as far as dating is concerned, as far as marriage is concerned, relationships. And then, you know, obviously there are more shows. We talk about this stuff all the time, but just off the top of my head, those shows in particular, War Room, Cater You Part 1 and 2, and then, uh, you know, uh, how to love a woman a black uh, a black woman the right way i mean do i mean does it get more informative than that Courtney? can you think of any more just important shows applicable shows to what we're talking about no i mean those were classic shows and i'm still getting um really positive feedback on that on the shows that we've done particularly uh, a lot of people were really feeling um the war room show that we did so Oh yeah, I mean War Room is one of those movies that people look at as as an all time classic. You know, one of those classic black films, which which in my opinion it was. And my thing is, if you didn't hear our special on War, you saw the movie, but didn't hear our special on it, you're missing out. All this stuff is only made better by these shows. Like, what what good is watching Love and Hip Hop if you don't hear us talk about Love and Hip Hop? What good is War Room if you don't hear the actual show where we dissect? War Room. You see what I'm saying, guys? So check it out. Um, I thank you again for listening, man. Check us out. You need any type of counseling, hit us up, 855-5589. Email info at trctoday.com. Um, we'll be back live, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. I thank you all. And, uh, Courtney, good job. You guys have a good night. I'll talk to you all later.
Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.